House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riabelle, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we cover all things pop culture in our pop three and our deep dive. And we've got a special guest, David, all the way from London, is going to join the podcast this week to discuss Summer House. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Our pop three this week, I, I structure things a little differently. I want to see how it goes over with you guys. The pop three this week is all bachelor related and then our deep dive we're going to get into kim and kanye and then we'll wrap things up with summer house so shanae has finally gone home it's our first headline this week bachelor villain shanae finally off of our tv screens and the whole earth rejoiced well except for shanae obviously clayton was on a two-on-one with genevieve and shanae in niagara falls shanae concocts this plan to tell clayton that Genevieve is an actress, doesn't want to be there, isn't here for the right reasons, you know, the works, all the things we see people get accused of all the time. Clayton then makes out with Shanae and goes to confront Genevieve. Genevieve didn't really do a good job in defending herself, in my opinion. You know, she said she was in shock. She went on Instagram and wrote a really long post about it, which I would do the same thing if I were her. So I don't know why I'm hating, but a little snippet of what Genevieve said online. So watching it back was a little more hurtful than shocking. She said, I was my true authentic self the entire duration of filming. So then Clayton picks Genevieve and sends Shanae home, sitting on the park bench in Canada. That was my favorite part. They literally walk away and Shanae is just like posted up on the park bench in Canada. And then she gets on the boat and goes into Niagara Falls by herself. <laughs> like, where was she going? I thought it was a little bit ironic that she called Genevieve the actress when she herself compared herself to Meryl Streep. On two different occasions, Shanae made herself cry and said her apologies that she was giving in real life weren't real. So it's like, really? You're going to call somebody else an actress? Like, girl, please. So then she feels the need to defend herself on social media as they do. She said in another really long caption, if you choose to judge me on the five hours of footage you've watched, I'm sad you didn't get a look into the real me. Shanae, don't pull that card, Shanae. You did not get a bad edit, Shanae. If the whole house is popping bottles of champagne when you leave, it ain't the edit, sis. It's you. She continued by saying, my realness isn't for everyone. Real never makes everyone happy. Real? Real? I mean, there's a lot of words that you can use to describe Shanae. Real is not one of them. Shanae, you cannot go on national television and say, I'm going to apologize to these girls. And then in a confessional say, I'm not sorry. And then say, oh, I'm crying. I'm sorry, Clayton. And then go in a confessional and say, I even cried. Can you believe that I cried? I was like forcing tears out. Girlfriend, I think it all boils down to the fact that Shanae has zero self-awareness. I cannot believe that she is pulling the bad edit card. 
Florida. <gasps> it's honestly offensive, Shanae. We're not stupid. Kelly Flanagan got a bad edit, you know, before she was sent home. The one episode of Pilot Peter season where they mix and match things and put it in her mouth. Shanae, you did not get a bad edit. Oy vey. The caption continued, there are big things in store for now. I'm just going to eat shrimp and continue to be my authentic self. What big things, Shanae? An Instagram paid partnership with Popeyes? Like, what big things are you working on? And the authentic self, like, Shanae. The authentic self is a phrase that I can, like, live without hearing over and over and over and over and over and over again. But there ain't one thing authentic about Shanae. Godspeed to you, sis. Let's move on to headline number three, Tasha's fake date. Fans were freaking out over the weekend when Tasha posted a video of her quote unquote getting ready for a date is what she called it in the caption. The post says hashtag ad flirty and thriving in Lancome. It was like for lipstick, I believe. It's like, get ready with me for my date tonight. And everyone was like, date? Who? What? When? Where? How? Why? This was a genius move for people to engage with her ad, not engaged <laughs> to engage with her ad. I'm still thinking that I want her to be engaged to Zachy. Okay. I'll spill the beans on these partnerships and maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but I've also only had like a handful of brand deals. So I'm no expert, but every brand deal that I have done, this is the process. So you submit a creative concept to the brand and they will give you, or maybe they'll give you like thought starters, right? Okay. So these are the things that you could maybe do in your paid Instagram post. In the past, I would then write out a script, film and edit, send it to the brand. The brand would review, give feedback. Then they would have you reshoot. Sometimes a reshoot isn't necessary. Sometimes it's good the first time around. However, it normally is, you know, a contract. It's weeks, if not months in advance. And they normally have a specific day and time that they want you to post. Now I could be wrong, but I don't think under any circumstances, a brand would give approval for someone to post their hashtag ad in real time with no review of it first. So from my perspective, there is no way in God's green earth that Tasha is getting ready for this day in real time making an ad and then posting it to her Instagram without sending it to the brand first for approval. And I doubt that they were even going back and forth the same day. That would be nuts for everybody involved. So I think it was in the recommended copy for Tasha to say something along the lines of like, get ready with me for my date or whatever, and then have the tags and the and the ads and all those things. Also, she was wearing a different outfit around the same time in her Instagram stories to her feed. So I do not think that she was on a date. And also sidebar, Zach Clark liked the post. Do with that what you will. Let's move on to our final headline in this week's pop three, a Bachelor Bravo crossover in a very strange twist of events. We have got a little Bachelor Bravo collab, Blake Moynes and Jax Taylor new BFFs. They do have the same publicist person, Lori Kay. You know, this lady represents everybody. They all use her. But a source told Heavy that Blake and Jax hit it off so well that they watched the Super Bowl together. 
Stassi was there. Jax was there. Brittany was there, obviously. And Blake was there. A quote from Heavy said, Jax has been giving Blake a lot of tips on how to navigate this new world right now. They are also both hockey fanatics. So it really was a match made in heaven. The insider also teased maybe a joint project for the two reality stars saying lots of very big things on the horizon for both of them, but I can't discuss that just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard it for years. It's always a big thing with Jax Taylor. I mean, hasn't he been saying that since he got fired from Vanderpump Rules? So he's like, stay tuned. Big things coming. Weren't they supposed to be on HGTV or something? What happened to that? Blake also posted a photo of himself, Noah, Kristen Doty, and Katie Maloney seemingly at Jax's house. They're standing in front of a pool and Jax commented on it and said, that pool looks familiar because Jax needs people to know that they were at his house, the number one guy in the group. I think Jax needs a new buddy to boss around because he ain't bossing around Tom Sandoval anymore. They're not friends. I'm pretty sure that Jax and Randall are also not friends anymore. So let's move on to Bachelor Nation. Jax can be BFF with Blake Moynes. Imagine Blake Moynes on Vanderpump Rules. Oh my God. What if he shows up on Vanderpump Rules thinking he's actually on another season of The Bachelorette? Like he walks into Sir with a rose. He like sees Lala at the hostess stand, even though she doesn't work there anymore. And he's like, uh, I'm looking for Jesse Palmer. Have you, uh, have you seen him? All right, you guys, that is this week's Bachelor Focus Pop 3. We're going to get into our deep dive next, all about Kim and Kanye and Julia. It's juicy. Hang on. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Buckle up. This week's deep dive. I'm telling you, I'm exhausted with all the Kim, Kanye, Julia stuff, but I would not be doing my Christian service if this wasn't the deep dive. So let's give it to Amy, who has this week's question. Hey, Morgan. This is Amy from Columbus, Ohio. We're all exhausted by Kanye, but I can't help to think, is this for Kanye to promote his album or maybe for Kim to promote the new show? And clearly, Julia was using Kanye, right? I love listening to you every week, and you're where I get all of my pop culture info, so keep it going, girlfriend, and love another Ohio girl. Bye. Love you like a sis. Oh, H, love you like a sis. Thanks, Amy. In case you've been living under a rock, you know Kanye has been all over Instagram trying to win Kim back, antagonizing Pete Davidson, sharing screenshots of his text with Kim. As Tasha Adams would say, it's a lot. So let's answer all of Amy's questions. Number one, is this to promote Kanye's new album? The thing I find interesting is that he keeps posting the image for Donda 2, which is the new album. It's a picture of his childhood home burning from the inside out. It's the only picture that he has posted multiple times on Instagram. Do I think he's doing this just to promote the album? No, I don't. It's definitely gone way further than it should if that's the case. And he's literally only doing it for promotion. Do I think it's a thought in the back of his head? Yeah, 
I do. If it wasn't, he wouldn't be posting the same photo. I saw it three times. I know he keeps deleting things, but he does keep consistently posting the photo of the house burning from the inside out. But obviously, we know that Kanye has mental health issues. He has been clinically diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it's also important to note that he has come off his medication while working on albums in the past, particularly in 2018. You know, this is when he was wearing the hat on SNL. He was promoting an album called Yandi, which was supposed to come out on Black Friday, ended up never coming out. But yay, that album came out in June. So I don't know if Yandi turned into yay. I'm not sure if he scrapped you know, that project entirely, but maybe something's going on behind the scene with Kanye, unfortunately, with his bipolar disorder. Question number two, is this to promote Kim's new show? I don't think Kim wants any part of this. Are y'all praying for Kim? She needs it. I can't imagine what she is going through right now. And I know we like to talk about it for, I don't, I don't even want to say entertainment purposes, although this is an entertainment news podcast, you know, I don't, I don't get joy out of this particular story because for someone like Kim, I can imagine this is scary. I just can't imagine how she's feeling right now with the whole entire world looking at her with her soon to be ex-husband, you know, harassing her online. He posted one screenshot from Kim allegedly, you know, we, we don't know for sure if it's Kim numbers, Kim's number, but saying you're creating a scary and unsafe environment. You know, people are nuts and someone might try to hurt Pete and Kanye posts it and says, you know, per my wife's request, please don't hurt Skeet. That's what he calls him, which all seriousness aside and all concern aside, when I first saw that he called him Skeet, I giggled a little bit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Then he posts another one that says, a screenshot from Kim that says, why can't you keep our tax private? And he's like, because I love you. I want everybody to know that my favorite person in the world is texting me. You know, he shows up to the house with a truck full of roses and says, my vision is crystal clear with K's, which you have to give him props, dedication to the brand with the K's. I mean, I said this on my pages, but does he think that the security guard is going to let him in? Like he barely got into Chicago's birthday party, but he's going to show up with a truck full of roses with my vision is crystal clear, you know, stamped on the side of it. And security is going to be like, oh, now this is romantic. This is a scene right out of the notebook. And we got to let Kanye in to win his girl back. Like, no, it's not happening. I don't think Kim needs or wants this to promote their new show. They've got a million other things going on. Kravis, Chloe and Tristan, Kylie's baby. I mean, Everyone keeps saying that this is like maybe a diversion from Astroworld. I don't know. It is something that they have been dealing with. Hello. Kim is dating Pete. I think this is strictly Kanye's doing and Kim would like it to stop. So let's move on to Julia. Did Julia use Kanye West? They both used each other. And Julia seemingly admitted to that in a recent interview with The Cut. We'll get into all of that. But They equally used each other. Kanye used Julia to make Kim jealous. It didn't work. Julia used Kanye to gain 700,000 Instagram followers. We all saw the Instagram story where she was like, you know, I'm not in love with Kanye. I have love for him. She denied that she was upset over the breakup. She's like, no tears. I'm fine. She said, 
I'm a number one hustler. I'm like, oh, dear God, Julia, like, just quit while you're ahead. You know, like, we're on board with you right now. Don't make us regret our decision. In the past, she denied dating Kanye for clout. She said on her podcast, which is called Forbidden Fruits, this was last month. She said, people are like, oh, you're only in it for the fame. You're in it for the clout. You're in it for the money. Honey, I dated billionaires my entire adult life. Let's keep it real. So then she starts to change her tune a little bit recently. One Instagram user in particularly kind of called her out and added her and said, actually, a fox talked about the man in the press like you were married, just desperate for the attention. Wasn't even 15 minutes, maybe like two minutes of fame. And then Julia appears to suggest, you know, that they were flaunting their relationship. She responded and said, he bleeping wanted me to with like a million exclamation marks. So what does that say to you? That says to me that this was a publicity stunt that Kanye wanted Julia to flaunt their relationship, that Kanye was going to do the same to make him jealous. And it didn't work. In a new interview with The Cut, Julia has now said that dating Kanye, making their romance so public was actually her, quote, service as a celebrity. (laughs) Thank you for your service, Julia. Like, are you? No, girlfriend, reel it in. Julia Fox said she dated Kanye West and publicized their relationship to give people something to talk about amid the pandemic. Let's give them something to talk about. I mean, she did give me a lot to talk about. So thanks, Jules. All right. To wrap up this week's episode, we're going to do a summer house recap with a very special guest. I'll get to that in a second, but I just want to start out by saying that I have done a 180 about my opinion on Kristen and Craig. I know I did a deep dive a couple weeks ago about whether or not they did hook up. I actually think that they did after watching Paige talk to Sierra in their room, you know, when she's saying that Kristen got on Instagram live and lied and Kristen said, you're not going to make me look stupid like you did Paige. I feel like that is something Kristen would say. (laughs) I mean, not that I know her personally, but let's just say every time new information comes out, I change my mind on whether or not Kristen and Craig actually hooked up. But anyways, that's not what we're here to discuss. We are going to recap this episode of Summer House with the one and only all the way from London, England. David is back. Hi, David. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Good from the other room. How are you? Yeah, it always trips me out a bit because I can hear you in real life. Then I hear you a second later in my headphones. Well, we watched Summer House together last night. So I thought this would be a good time to have him back on. Recap this week's episode because it was a good one. And I know that I love you, but I knew that I love you last night because while we were watching, what were you doing? (laughs) I started taking some notes, but... (laughs) They didn't go very far. (laughs) Notes, you guys. He was taking notes. What was your very first note? Do you have it up? Uh, Well, I still only have one bullet point. (laughs) And what was it? It just says, Andrea is a solid 11 out of 10. (laughs) Well, we're in the process of potentially, hopefully, fingers crossed, having Andrea Denver himself on the podcast next week. I'm talking with his manager. We're setting up time. So hopefully... If that happens, you guys will know soon. I'm going to take audience questions for him as well. But let's get into the episode. David, who are you liking so far on the Summer House cast? I hope you have a list of their faces up. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, well, hopefully, first of all, I hope we get a video feed of that Andrea podcast because uh, absolutely, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. Uh, I mean, Andrea definitely stands out as uh, he just seems pretty chill. Much respect for his physique as well. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have many judgments about Kyle and Amanda is also pretty cool. I guess she just laid back. Pretty easy going by the sounds of it. Okay, well, let's start there then. Let's go with Kyle and Amanda. In this last episode, it was Amanda's 30th birthday, and Kyle didn't get her anything. I was trying to think there's never been a birthday where you haven't gotten me something. I know. I was thinking about this while we were watching as well. It, I mean, fortunately, your birthday had just come up, and I did get you something. But I was a little nervous because I didn't actually get you anything for Valentine's <laughs> Day, just because we've had a lot going on lately but you did um, buy my birthday present i think what like a day before my birthday no one needs to know that <laughs> I, it was in my mind for like six months yeah and i mean you were traveling and it was just a chaotic time and we didn't really care to do anything on valentine's day but do you think that that's like a bad sign for a relationship if you don't get your fiance who you're supposed to marry in two months a 30th birthday present yeah i think it it definitely leaves a little bit of a bad taste in uh, i guess everybody's mouth but amanda's particularly because like think about it it's 30 years old you know like that's a big deal and it just starts to show like a lack of effort and it's almost like it lower down in the priorities list so yeah not a good look and also that scene of kyle and amanda in bed after dinner I mean, what we were like, this is us. <laughs> yeah, the burping and the yeah. parting and the, I mean, come on. It's just, but I think that's a good way to like picture the situation, right? Is you get so comfortable with somebody that a lot of things start to slide, but you've got to maintain that effort with certain things. And it didn't need to be like a big gift. It just needed to be something to let her know that he's thinking of it. That's all it comes down to. Well, she said she wanted a dog for her 30th birthday, which I'm thinking might be a good gift for my 30th birthday, which is next year. What do you think about that? Maybe your 45th birthday. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to you love Andrea. We know little Paige, as Andrea likes to call her, is in a love triangle between Craig and Andrea. I know you know who Andrea is, but you know who Craig is, right? I think so. He's the Southern Charm guy. Yeah. Yeah, I got you on that one. <laughs> so who do you think Paige should choose, Craig or Andrea? Oh, that is a tough one. I don't know. I think Craig seems to be on like his own mission. So if uh, I, I would say for what I saw last night, it, it should be Andrea because he looks like he's ready to take things a little bit more seriously. Towards the end of the episode, Maya comes front and center as she admits to feeling excluded towards the group. She feels out of place, not seen. There's some microaggressions going on in the house we see throughout the entire episode. And she really confides in Sierra to help her process her emotions. And I know, David, that you haven't watched past seasons, but this isn't the first time that we have seen the newest member struggle to find their footing in the group. I mean, poor Jules, Carl almost literally kicked her out of the house. However, her experience obviously is amplified because she feels out of place in the Hamptons in general because, you know, she is black and the Hamptons primarily white. And then we get this really beautiful house moment where Maya was able to open up about her experiences and her feelings and the rest of the house actually listen to her. Alex is able to add to the conversation, you know, revealing that 
multiple guests at the 4th of July party, thought he was, you know, staff at the house or a worker because he's half Asian. We saw Danielle share some of her thoughts and feelings in a confessional too, that she had similar anxieties in joining the house a couple years ago. I have to say, I was really impressed with the way that everybody handled this situation. Andrea, you know, profusely apologizing to Maya, Kyle being comforting towards her, Paige getting emotional. It was a really serious moment and not something that we see a lot on a show like Summer House. What did you think of it, Dave? I think it's the the one cool thing I'd definitely say is that it's it's cool that it got so much airtime, particularly at at the end. Like it wasn't brushed over. And I think it's really, really like brave of her. Like I, I would never understand to be in that situation. So it's like first things first, huge kudos to her, then to the rest of the house for like listening and actually taking part in that conversation. And then also, I guess, just like the network and the and the show to, to put that kind of stuff out there and, and to give it so much airtime. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a good example of how these types of conversations should go. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Bravo lover, I mean, you know that we had quite the season of The Real Housewives of New York where things went about the opposite as they did in this experience in Summer House, which is interesting because you have a lot of these you know, younger people in this house. And the the concept of the show is, you know, it's a share house. They go there to party every weekend, you know, get rid of their responsibilities, whatever. And then you have the Real Housewives of New York who are supposed to be these established women with lots of wisdom and lots of money. And they just were handled totally differently. But I think, you know, the Real Housewives could learn a thing or two from how the Summer House castmates really handled the situation instead of a huge blow up fight ended with a group hug. And I was really encouraged to see that because you and I are very similar in the fact that we are not fighters, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I feel like you and I, even when we're in arguments, which we very rarely get in, we are able to calmly talk through things. And I feel like a lot of times people just automatically go to, you know, a level of confrontation that does not necessarily have to be there. Like if you just sit and listen and hear people out and take their feelings into consideration, like that's how these types of conversations should go. Yeah, no, exactly. I think you nailed it with like the the group hug at the end because it's like moments like that where an issue is much bigger than like getting mad at somebody for kissing a boy or for like, I don't know, not cleaning up the kitchen after a party. Like, all of those kind of things just dissolve into like more meaningless stuff when, when you're talking about real issues like that. So it was cool to see them all come together and mainly just listen, you know, cause at the end of the day, you can't really like fight about something like that. You've got to just listen and, and hear people out. I was really happy with the way that that scene played out and it just made me fall in love with the summer house cast even more. I have to say, David, I'm surprised that you didn't say your favorite cast member was Lindsay because she commented on the photo of the two of us when you first got to the States. (laughs) I captioned it Hug House with a bunch of hearts and she commented on it. I can't remember specifically what she said, but I did not even tag her in it. You know, I didn't send it to her and she was wishing us all the best. So Lindsay should be your favorite too. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, Lindsay. That's a great (laughs) point. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Morgan's Pop 
Talks podcast brought to you by The Dip. Hey, if you are a pop culture lover, you are going to love The Dip. We cover all things pop culture, not just reality TV, you know, Sex in the City, the reboot, which I have not watched one single episode of that. If you're into it, check it out at The Dip. Com. Let's read a review this week. I promised you I would. Miss Ruthie B said, I literally wish Morgan could be my real life friend. So happy for you in the success of your podcast. Everyone who is into pop culture should listen. Ruthie, we are friends. Love you like a sis. Go ahead and leave a very nice review just like Ruthie did. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can do so. You can also give a star rating on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It is really important, you guys, because it helps my podcast get boosted in algorithms, shows it to people who might not know about the podcast. So if you are a fan, if you listen every week, just give a little boop boop, five-star rating, and I will forever be grateful to you. Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.